Over the past year, I've been on a healing adventure. I've spent the past 12 months recovering from brain fog, pain, and chronic fatigue. Like any good adventure story, there have been highs and lows, losses and gains, and an incredible amount of personal growth and lessons learned. This journey has made me a better health practitioner and a more empathetic coach. To add more meaning to my experience, I wanted to create something that would help others to increase their energy, clear their mind, and restore their health. I created the Brain Fog Bible. The Brain Fog Bible is a 47-page guide that covers what I call the low-hanging fruit. It explores the most important areas to be assessed and addressed if you want more from life, but your brain and your body are holding you back. You can grab a copy at brainfogbible.com forward slash download. That's brainfogbible.com forward slash download. I believe one of the most important things that we can do is give ourselves the gift of truly nourishing the soul through time spent in self-inquiry, moments that still the mind and practices that light us up and allow us to reconnect to the child within. Move, Breathe, Create is a platform that celebrates soul nourishment. Move your body to get out of your head. Breathe to give yourself mental clarity and calm. Create without expectation to fuel your inspiration and delight your senses. Come and join us over at movebreathecreate.com and use the code kombucha for your first month free. I'm looking forward to seeing you inside the community. From a young age, I was passionate about nutrition and helping people with their health. When I started practicing in the field, I realized that physiology and psychology are intimately intertwined. Some of my clients just needed to know what to do to feel better. And many of my clients knew what they should be doing, they just weren't doing it. Underneath it all, unconscious conditioning was getting in the way of their success. This drove me to uplevel my skill set and coach my clients to remove some of their mental roadblocks and reconnect with the wisdom of the body. I learned about the importance of embodiment and harnessing the power of emotions to get more of what you want from life. I started offering intensive one-to-one coaching packages and I launched my Grounded Goddess group program. I also wanted to create a free offering to help women understand the power of the mind, body, and emotions. I created the Grounded Goddess Blueprint. The Grounded Goddess Blueprint is a 43-page guide that will help you reconnect with what you want from life and teach you how to build your roadmap to create it. It will help you understand why you often find yourself going round in circles and engaging with self-sabotage. If you feel stuck, overwhelmed, or frustrated with lack of results, you want the Grounded Goddess Blueprint. If you want clarity, understanding, and more success, you want the Grounded Goddess Blueprint. Just go over to groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash blueprint and grab your copy. That's groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash blueprint. Hi, I'm Shay, and welcome to Kombucha and Color. Kombucha and Color is a weekly podcast hosted by me, Shay Dyer, a yoga teacher and creative graphic designer, and Anna Marsh, a functional medicine practitioner and women's health coach with a love of all things health and fitness. 
This podcast is here to inspire women to embrace health and live life bright. You can find more about me, Shay, at shaydyer.com. You can find out more about me, Anna, at annamarshnutrition.co.uk. And each week we will be bringing you inspiring content for a healthier and happier mind, body, heart, and soul. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Kombucha and Color. Or if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. I'm Shay, and today I have a beautiful Anna with me on this call. Not the usual regular Anna that we usually have on Kombucha and Color, but a guest today. And Anna is here to talk to us about her amazing body self-development system that she does, her energetic healing work, her intuitive arts. And I'm super excited to have her on the show because she's just got such a wealth of, I can say like the spiritual grandmother is what I feel from her. It's like this, this presence of like wisdom and it's like this wise witch archetype that I, that, I, that I get from her. So I'm super excited to share her wisdom and her experience with us on, with you guys on the show today. So welcome to the show, Anna. Thank you, Shay, and thank you for having me on the show. <laughs> so I want to just explain a little bit about how I came to know Anna through the work that she does. I had met and heard about Anna through my sister-in-law, and Anna was doing a little bit of work with my niece who was moving through a challenging time, and Justine, my sister-in-law, was just telling me how amazing and incredible Anna had been in terms of helping um, my niece move through something that she was moving through, and I was just so fascinated by the work that Anna was doing and just like how it was integrating this body, mind, and spirit and everything kind of working all together in this holistic modality, and I was so excited to meet her and talk to her. And then on Christmas Day, Justine, my sister-in-law, invited us to Christmas Day at her house and Anna and her partner were there. And I was just so excited to speak to Anna and I just wanted to like dive into all her work and like how she does this work and what it is and kind of just get a little bit juicy and detailed with like everything that she does. And as I walked into this room, I had been had such a big festive party the night before with friends of ours down the road. And I was feeling so hungover and I was just feeling so ill and like awful in myself of like how like it just felt like I'd had too much fun the night before. And as I walked in and wanted to chat so desperately to Anna, I felt like there was this huge big block between us, like some kind of cement that was between me and her. And I was just so desperate to chat to her. And I was like, kept going in my head, how am I going to get over this block that I want to just dive in and speak to her about all this like deep spiritual stuff, but it's not really something that you can walk up to someone that you've never met at a Christmas day lunch and say, so tell me like how your, how your modality works and, you know, get into this deep stuff. And so as I was standing in the kitchen and just feeling so ill from being too hungover, stepped away from where everybody was like kind of huddled and I just kind of bent over myself just feeling really like ill and the next thing I know Anna has whipped off uh she's come around the kitchen counter and she's come straight over to me and she's laid me down on the couch and all of a sudden I'm having like this treatment session with Anna on the couch and I just I felt like oh my gosh this needed to happen in order for this kind of like this energetic block that I felt was in between me and her and me being able to broach the subject of the work that she does and everything that she encompasses. And this needed to happen. This needed to play out in order for me to be able to go, I've really been wanting to chat to you about this work. And here I've now been put into a situation where I am experiencing it for the 
firsthand of what this kind of work embodies. And she did a bit of manual massage and a little bit of um, stuff on me. But maybe if you want to explain what you were doing and kind of the magic that involved um, in that moment. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I guess I, I I can try. Um, I, as you know, have studied a technique called body self-development systems, which is a Danish uh, form of manual body therapy. Um, In my case, I combine it with healing and I have my own complete set of intuition skills that I apply. Uh, And when, when I saw you at that luncheon, I thought this poor girl needs some help. And basically what it is, is when, when you are hung over, your body kind of just stops functioning, right? Uh, and what I did for you that afternoon was I opened up your lymphatic system so that we could get your body to start detoxifying and getting some flow so you could start processing the alcohol. And then it amounted into a little bit of healing as well because I think there was a little bit of the pressure of here I am at Christmas lunch and what am I going to look like? I've got a really bad hangover and what are people going to say? And um, so I sort of intuitively dealt with that for you as well and took some of that away. For me, the mind, the body and the spirit are one thing. And when I treat somebody, I treat it on all three levels. And actually the way I, I came into the intuitive artwork was through the body work because the body has a language and a vibration and the body never, ever lies. Um, and if the way I have been taught and the way I have learned from my own journey is that I can read through the body what is actually going on with the rest of the mind and the soul. So that is... That is what I also did for your niece initially is use my intuition. I don't know how, but I know where to touch and I know what to do. And, and I have been very, very, very lucky that I've been able to help a lot of people mm. using these techniques. Mm. And do you want to give us a little bit of backstory as to how you found this modality or how you came to this more alternative side? Because it hasn't always been your path in terms no, of being this holistic all. healer. <laughs> you, were, you were in the business sector and you yeah. had a whole other different path. So do you want to explain that for us? Well, I mean, I have an economics degree. I have a background where I have been a the ultimate expat mother and a mother of three and had various jobs along the way and traveled all around the world and lived all around the world. But I, I came from a very troubled childhood. I have always been a person who has previously, uh, I, I can, if I look back, I can see I, I was not in touch with my body. I was not in touch with my heart. I was not in touch with anything. I was purely in survival mode. And I continued in survival mode until one day my body just said, no more. And almost from one day to the next, I went from being a super mom, I thought myself, (laughs) uh, to being bedridden. And for 10 years, I 
saw numerous specialists all around the world and each of them had a different solution for me and each of them had a miracle cure for me. And for each time I changed a treatment plan or I found a, a, a new miracle worker and it didn't work, I got more and more and more and more and more depressed. And my levels of pain just got higher and higher and higher and higher. And for me, that pain was in my face. And I was, I was driven by this complete desperation for that quick fix to do some pretty astounding things. I mean, I chose to have brain surgery done. I chose to, you know, do the, the most gruesome treatments and nothing worked. And eventually I turned to sleeping tablets and I had three bouts of quite severe addiction because I was just wasn't coping. And about five years ago, I one day decided, well, you know, I can't keep living like this. And either I finish it once and for all, or I do something completely different and put my trust in something completely different. Because whatever it is I'm doing now, it's not working. And it's making me feel more disempowered, right? And then I um, basically, this whole world of synchronicity just opened up for me. And I had heard of body self-development because I am half Danish through friends of mine, through having previous treatments there at a different time. And I knew that there was one particular treater who was, a therapist rather, or who is also the founder of the system. And I also kind of knew that he wouldn't let me get away with it, right? I was the sort of person who, you know, I, I always knew there was a psychological component to it, but I'm also the sort of person who's very, very good at manipulating my way out of a therapy session, right? So I would invariably come away and, and think, well, that, I didn't get anything out of that. So obviously there's nothing wrong, right? But by doing the body self-development, I wasn't given the choice because he treated all this through my body. And the body self-development peeled away layers and layers and layers and layers and layers of trauma that had happened to me as a child and actually gave me the willpower to believe. And that is the one gift Bent, who is this therapist, had that above all else was I had total trust in him. He warned me I would get worse before I got better. He warned me it was going to be a really, really rough ride. And oh my God, he was not lying. <laughs> but I got through it. You know, I, I, I did it. Um, you know, I, I still am doing it. Every single aspect of my life was, was sort of pulled back, reassessed, I let go of so much, I forgave so much, but I had to learn to put something in its place. I had to drop old patterns. I had to really believe in myself. And about two years into my own treatment, I sort of thought, you know what, I want to learn this. If not for the benefit of, of doing it for other people, then for my own sake. Because that way I would always have an understanding through my own body of exactly where I was in my life. So I, I moved back to Denmark and I, I did the course, which is three years. And part of that course is also a physical training aspect to it, which is a cross between karate and yoga. And that sort of 
got all the little bits and all the small muscles and the joints and the tendons to start speaking to each other again. And, you know, when you've been in bed for the better part of 10 years, there's not a lot of left, left of your, your mobility and your muscle build and all of that, right? But, you know, those three years were, were amazing, but they were also very, very difficult. And when you're in that kind of scenario where you're learning a therapy, you're with 20 other people in, in your class, you're treating each other all the time, I suddenly realized that almost in the instant I put my hands on somebody, they would have some sort of re emotional release. Now, at the same time as body self-development fell into my lap, I also came into contact with uh, my mentor today, a guy called Mike, and Mike has helped me with the spiritual side of it. You know, obviously, I've, I've also looked into past lives, karmic issue, into ancestral bonds. I mean, it, I didn't intend for it to, to happen that way, but it did happen that way. And the link sort of between opening up and healing people and the connection to, my spiritual, to the spiritual world, it just flowed very naturally on from all of that. I finished my, my, my body self-development last year and I'm five years into my own recovery actually next week. I've trained my intuition. I've trained my mediumship. I've trained my clairvoyancy. I've had hundreds of people through my hands, but I still didn't quite have that kind of recipe for what it is I really wanted to do with it and where it is I wanted to go with it because I also have some personal ambitions for my own self you know I, you know I really want to travel I feel like I have I have spent first 10 years being sick and then five years you know recovering that that there is a whole world out there in 15 years that I, I I want to make up for so I have this enormous need to be free at the same time and then again synchronicity uh, led me to a lady in Denmark who teaches clairvoyancy and mediumship, but she managed to give me, to, to teach me how to incorporate it into my worldly life. Because the worldly life that I lead with my husband cannot be that very, very spiritual life. I, I have to live on this plane and I have to enjoy this life as a human being. And finding that balance is actually very, very difficult. And about a year ago, I started to do some artwork with a friend. And in practicing this artwork, I suddenly realized that I was bringing through information, images, pictures, healing through the pieces I was creating. First for myself, and then I started doing it for my friends. And that has turned into Reflections by Anna that, that you see today. And to cut sort of a very long story short, I think all that kind of very, very fine sensitivity that I have from treating all those bodies and all that experience that I have in my hands is what translates into the artwork because the process uh, which I don't want to go too much into, uh, of creating the artwork is very much through my hands. I connect into other people's energies and I bring down what is uh, 
from something that is higher and purer than myself and what is rightful and, and can identify areas of potential, areas of growth, but also areas of weaknesses and, and areas that, that mean that people aren't able to reach their full potential or full happiness or full ability to love. And it comes through my fingers in the hands-on aspect of how I make this art. And I can't see what I'm doing because I do it from reverse. And it's only when I open the image up that I then have the ability to read what comes through for the individual. Each week we get incredible feedback about our episodes of Kombucha and Color. We know our show is touching, inspiring, and helping hundreds of women, and we would like to reach even more. Can you help? You can help other women find the inspiration that you have found if you head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. If you screenshot your review and share it on Instagram stories or your Instagram feed tagging myself, Anna, Shay, or Kombucha and Color, we'll send you a wonderful, restful yoga nidra practice to download so you can find some peace and calm in your day or a better night's sleep at night. Additionally, everyone who enters and leaves a review and shares it on Instagram will be put into a lucky prize draw to win a copy of my Beat the Bloat guide and Shay's yoga guide. You can love your body from the inside out with 174 pages, including over 100 pages of recipes, which walk you through my 28-day digestive reset process. This is perfect if you want to reset your body, address any unwanted health symptoms, or support your skin, hormones, energy, and digestion. Shay's 173-page yoga guide includes 116 pages of detailed pose analysis. It will give you all the tools you need to teach yourself yoga so you can sequence, practice, and flow safely in your very own home. Remember, all you need to do is go to iTunes, leave a five-star review, screenshot the review, and share it on Instagram stories or your Instagram feed tagging myself, Anna underscore Marsh underscore nutrition, Shay at Indie Yoga Life, or Kombucha and Color, Kombucha underscore and underscore color. Head on over and do that right now before you forget, and then your yoga nidra practice will be on its way. It's an amazing, amazing process, and especially something to experience. And I want to get deeper into this um, this process in terms of what it's like to experience something like that. But I just want to go back to something you said about this element of trust. It's something that after we had this connection at the Christmas day lunch, we met again for coffee. And there was a, there was this theme that kept coming up for me was this ability to trust. And I think something that I certainly get a lot of questions on is like, if you are moving through or moving along a spiritual path and you are with a partner or with a husband or someone, you are having an experience, which the experience kind of grounds your sense of trust in some ways. What is your kind of uh, response or how do you allow other people to also kind of see that path and not close off to it so that you are diverging in terms of like a relationship or kind of keeping somebody else also in that experience with you? If I can kind of say that, I don't know if you know kind of what Um, I'm saying. I think I know what you're saying. Mm. (laughs) I, you know, I think that, I think one has to be quite careful with that. Mm. My, um, 
Mike warned me when I went down this road. He said, your family is going to spin. And he was right. You know, everybody has their own path and everybody has their own free will to choose, right? It's like you want to go screaming down the street saying, hear me, hear me, hear me. I have found a way, Mm. right? But you actually push people away by doing that. The only thing that you can do is to teach by doing. And, and that's what I ended up doing. And, you know, for the most part, especially my husband, for example, he has joined me on this, took him a long time, but he has joined me on this road because he says, I want what, what you want and, or, or what you have. And that's that kind of sense of always being grounded, always being able to lift my energy, always being able to stay positive, which are things that I was not before. So, you know, in many ways, the woman that he married is not the woman that he's with now. Obviously, at a core level, I am. But in, in my behavior and the way I, my outlook on life and the way I deal with problems, in the way I help him deal with his problems, it is different. And the, and the only thing I can say is you can, you can only teach by example. Mm. If people feel your energy and they trust your energy, they will come to you. And they will be drawn to you. And, and they won't even question it. It'll just happen quite automatically. But the minute they feel like they're being forced into something or that their free will is being tampered with, that's when you're going to get the skepticism and the questions. And, the, you know, sometimes, sometimes I just, just sit quietly and say nothing. And that's enough. Mm. I resonate a lot with that. And I think... I know like I get a lot of questions, people who start their yoga journey and they kind of get so afraid that they're moving down this path that feels very divergent from where they were. And it's like, how do I make sure that this doesn't like, you know, leak? And I think what you're saying is like, when you show this big shift in who you are because of an experience that's really grounded in your body, it has that ripple effect into everybody around you and to the world at large around you, you know, by association and that ripple out. So I love that. But what you say there is also incredibly important because that's the most important in all of this. And it's something that, oh my goodness, I still have to master. And that is staying grounded. Mm. It is very easy to go the other way, but staying grounded is very, very difficult because Mm. we are always being challenged at a core level by a child or a husband or a COVID-19. We have nothing but bad news. Uh, You know, we're always being challenged in our daily lives but you've got to stay grounded. You've got Mm. to stay connected to mother nature. Mm. And just, this has just sparked something that came up from our conversation um, previously was I kind of said to you, you know, I'm really struggling with this alcohol piece and, you know, this, and some, you know, I, I feel like I want to not drink, but I also still want to enjoy and like live in this life. And something that you said to me was so insightful, which um, listeners might also really be insightful is that you said, that this planet, this experience that we're having right here, right now is for us to really enjoy. It's, it's, we're in this planet of like a pleasure of the senses. So indulge, like have your experiences. Obviously you don't go to the extreme, but when you allow yourself to, to really be in the pleasure of life. And I think that also then taps you into this place of really experiencing life and being full in it. So I love that. And I think that's incredibly important because Hmm. A, a balanced life is not about about sacrifice. It's about 
doing things with the right intent at the right time and with the right balance. And, you know, enjoyment is as big a part of life as contemplation or suffering mm. or, you know, and you can't, it's, it's the whole thing of the yin and the yang again, right? And that's incredibly important. Mm. Love that. So just to go back to now your intuitive art, do you want to explain to us kind of not your process in terms of your actual creation? Cause I think that's quite sacred to you. And I think it's important that you keep obviously that to yourself, but your process in terms of how you get a client or what that exchange looks like, what you receive and how that works for you. My process really only requires a name, a date of birth and a photograph. I have spent years practicing my intuition mediumship skills. So through those three elements, I am able to go into a state of meditation and to connect to uh, the subject's energy. And basically I, I ask always for the purest and highest in a form of energy to come through and guide me. And the first thing I will do is I will I have a, a bag full of color swatches. Think about I have 250 color swatches in this bag. I will ask for the colors. And I can't see what I'm pulling, but I pull out the colors that are relevant. So the colors that are in your painting are not paint, uh, colors that I have chosen, they're colors that Spirit has, mm. has chosen for you. Now, my knowledge of the chakra system and the bodies and, and the body and, and all of these things, also some of that comes into play, obviously, too. But these colors then have to be mixed with, with pigments. There is a, a very important part in, in this process, which is the mixing of the colors, uh, which to me is almost where the energy is embedded into the medium and the vibration gets embedded into the medium. And, you know, that can take quite a while to match 100% a particular tone of pink, for example, right? <laughs> then I place the medium on the paper and, you know, I, I do what I do and I use my hands to move the medium around and, and then I open it up and I have an image that is a reflection of your soul. Now, the, the images that I have, I've had this explained to me, obviously, because I also went through a time where I thought, wow, what am I, is this really happening? <laughs> and, you know, the way I have had other mediums explain it to me is that my, my pictures are seen by the soul. So they bypass taste, they bypass the eye, they bypass ego, which is why very often you get quite a profound emotional response when you see the painting. And, Basically, it's a subliminal communication to the soul, and it, it, it's sort of a call to action. It's a, it's a call to action to heal old wounds, to change patterns, to let go of things, to focus on areas in your life, to focus on energy systems within your body, to think differently. It actually doesn't need me to give an interpretation, but we are human beings and, and we need our minds to be fed so that we can understand. You know, I always channel a human interpretation or an interpretation which follows the painting, like the one I did for you. And, you know, the, the idea is that if you hang your painting up on the wall, you walk past it every day, you're, you're 
being given this little, little mental reminder to talk to your inner child today or, you know, try not to be so controlling or, uh, you know, think of your grounding or, it, you know, it, it's like a subliminal form of healing. Mm. So as Anna said, she has done a painting for me, which is absolutely beautiful. And I, the experience itself was, was super interesting. So I sent a photo of myself. I sent a couple and my name and my birth date. And then Anna got on to doing her thing and working her magic. And just in my reflection, I was like, I really feel like it's gonna, there's going to be pink in this. I, I kind of had pink or green was like what will come through for what I was feeling like if I felt like this was going to happen. And sure enough, this, this image comes through and it's this, she, she had chosen magenta and in this, it's a beautiful reader, uh, write-up that, she's, that she sends along with this image. And magenta, which connects to the crown chakra, then she's got pink and there was pink, which is the heart, and then red, which was the root chakra, the grounding. So it's just a really beautiful, like this piece. And as I opened up, she sent it to me via WhatsApp. And as I opened it up, I kind of looked at this and I realized like for a few moments, I'd actually completely held my breath. I was like, I've, it's actually like taken my breath away. Like I had this feeling of like, wow, I actually need to take a, need to take an exhale here. Like it's, it's caught me on the breath. And I actually went back to your Instagram page and I'll link your Instagram page and your websites all in the show notes. People can go and have a look, but I went back to your Instagram page to see if I had that any kind, that kind of experience with any of the other art pieces. And although, and what you said earlier about it, bypassing taste, bypassing ego, all of that, that's, that's truly been my experience because as I look at your other images and paintings, which are not for me, they're not for my personal soul or expression of myself. It's not something that I would naturally be drawn to in terms of a taste, but this image that came for me, I feel like I'm pulled into it. I feel like I have to keep going back to it. I have to keep looking at it, keep going back to it. And there's something that is pulling me from the center of my being into that picture. And it's very, it's very strange because I don't get that from any of the other pictures that I look at. Maybe, I don't know if it's the colors or if it's that message that's, that's, that's not for me. Um, so that was really interesting. And as I was, had this image and I wanted to show Warren this, this picture that I had now just received. And I was like, wow, this is really pulling me in. Warren, come and look at this. And as I was calling to him, I was like, burst into, I absolutely burst into laughter because I was like, he's not going to get it. He's, it's not going to, it's, he's not going to have the same experience that I'm having of this piece because it's not his message. It's not his, like that connection. It's almost like two halves meeting some, somehow in this painting. It's a really interesting experience. So yeah, if it's, if this is calling to you, I would definitely say get in touch with Anna. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm glad that, that you had a, that experience. I mean, I have, I have also had the, the reverse where people have looked at it and thought, that's not me. And then a week later I have come back and said, you know, you're so right. That is exactly me. So, you know, it's all about, I think it's sort of all a, a little bit about where you're at in, in, in life, but also how connected you are to your body, how connected you are to your spiritualism, how open you are and how much you really want to accept because again, it's going back to free will. You can choose to act on the information that I have given you through your painting, or you can choose to say, it, it's a painting, I'm gonna hang it up and, and, and leave it at that. It will still do something for you, but you, mm. you don't have to act on it 
at a conscious level unless you choose to. What is the process going forward? Someone who has this um, this experience with you and you create this artwork for them, is there some kind of thing that you would say, okay, well, your thing is to maybe just walk past it every day and just consciously look at it? Or perhaps you sit in meditation and you kind of contemplate it? Or is there some concrete actionable steps that you take? Or is there further coaching that they would do with you? What does that process look like for somebody who is wanting to move deeper into it? Well, that, that's very, very individual. I mean, that there are things that I would advise you to do, uh, which, you know, we can talk about it at a later stage. Some people I have actually said to them, you know, you should sit and meditate to it. Some people I have been given when I've channeled a mantra for them to use when they meditate. For some people are, are just content with the knowledge. Some people are just content with the feeling it gives them. Um, and there are obviously some people that are more willing to go down the spiritual route than others. So, you, you know, there is a little bit of censoring, I suppose, in, in how much you, in how much I, again, getting back to people have to make their own decisions about about things, right? You can drop the hand and they can, but you, you can't tell people what to do. Mm. I'm at a little bit of a disadvantage because I'm the only one who does body self-development here in London, but a, a lot of my customer base is sitting in Denmark and their body self-development system is, is a very, very normal thing. And, and I have, of course, a network of people I can say, you know, you need to go and have a look at this with this person, right? But here I am, I am getting a network, but it's, it's a different sort of network, but also a helpful network. Mm. Well, yeah, I definitely hope this broadens your network as well. I'm sure there'll be so many people that are interested and fascinated in the work that you're doing. Just another question that I have, because what you speak about in terms of like this channel that comes through, it's like you are connecting and tapping into something that's bigger and you are using your own body, your own self as a way of expressing that or kind of moving it through your body in some way. Maybe if you could just speak a little bit on this idea of perhaps some connection or crossover between creativity and spirituality or how you see those interplaying with one another. Because for me, they, they feel very closely intertwined but maybe from your experience what is your understanding and experience of that I, I think art in general is something that is is channeled from a higher place I think if you go back through the centuries and you know you you, you still see the effects of Sistine Chapel or you know that there is a spiritual element to art that is inherent some people do it consciously others do it subconsciously I do it consciously in that I it's like a muscle I have trained and that I can connect to uh, a vibration that is higher than myself and you can call it spirit you can call it God you can you know if you want to take it any further you can say well I have I have some guides and you have some guides I can tap into you know that it, it, it's endless and Truth be told, I don't actually know 100% who it is I'm tapping into at every given uh, time. All I know is that I, I know it's a, it's a very pure and a very high uh, vibration, a very, very high, I won't say power, but it's not. <laughs> and I, I know when I'm in that vibration, I know when I'm not. So I know when I'm bringing something down that is better than I am and not me. 
And I think at this level, words become a bit useless, don't they? Yeah, and, and, and it's one of these situations where you, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't because, because it's a very difficult thing to mm. put into words. Mm. It's mm. an experience. Yeah, exactly. And that, you know, what you're saying about that Sistine Chapel is that if you think of any incredible artworks or art pieces, you often, if you walk into a space where that, that type of art or creation exists, it's that moment of <gasps> takes your breath away, yeah. which is exactly what I experienced yeah. when I have that, he has this painting or this soul interpretation of me that's <gasps> it's taken that breath away. So for me, it's, it's that same source. It's the same place that is channeled through and it's coming through. So it's a really beautiful like connection of, of those two worlds for me, or the same world. I don't really know. It's, it's one of the questions. I, 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 think, I think most artists have it. Um, mm. I, but, you know, whether or not they want to give it a label is, is different. I've sort of been forced to give it a label because, mm. <laughs> mm. because I don't really have the choice not to, right? Mm. Um, but, yeah, it, and it's, a, you know, it's a very, it's also a very healing thing for me to do because being in that, in that vibration is, is incredibly peaceful mm. and it's incredibly empowering and at the end of the day that is what I want to do I want to empower people mm. have you always been a creative person or is it something that you only started once you began this deep healing work that you and this journey that you've been on is that as part of your kind of healing process or were you a creative uh, quote-unquote person Whole I, I was always a creative person, always. <laughs> but I had an Indian father, and my father wanted me to go to university and get a degree. So I did what I was told to do. Eventually, I did. I did have a little bit of a kind of a, to go down a side road that didn't turn out too well. <laughs> <laughs> we all have a few of those. <laughs> I have many of those. Um, some would say I'm still on that side road now, but hey. <laughs> I'm happier on it. Exactly. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I, so I kind of shut that, that down. And, and then I, I married my first husband and that didn't turn out too well. And I married my second husband and I went into a very kind of different life and one that I had never expected myself to, to be in. And I always felt a fish out of water in everything I did before. You know, I had a Danish mother, an Indian father. I grew up in, a, in, in Malaysia, but then I went to an international school in Singapore and then I ended up in boarding school in the UK. And, you know, I never really fit in anywhere. And I think that that, that is, A, that is something to do with not ever really being grounded in who I am. And B, that is something to, has got a lot to do with also being very removed from the, the essence and, and my whole soul purpose and journey. I fought for years and years and years to find that kind of grounding. And I thought, you know, I'm going to move into the house, a house in the country and I'm going to grow my own vegetables. You know, I always had this kind of plan that, that that's what was, was going to, to help me. But actually, <laughs> the reverse has happened because I found that grounding within myself and that empowerment within myself. And now I have this enormous urge to definitely not live in the country, but to travel and to move around and, I, you know, and, and to have different, different places I can go to, to learn and to, to rejuvenate. And in that kind of area, in that kind of movement and, and almost like this 
I'm a born nomad, really, that is where I feel I belong mm. and where I am very centered. Amazing. Your journey is certainly ex and very inspiring. And you've been, certainly for me, a, a very big role model and mentor in my path and in my journey. So I want to thank you for that. Um, oh, you're very welcome. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like we'll, we'll have more interaction for sure. And um, is there anything else that you want to add or you want to tell people about your process, how you work, how people can get in touch with you? We'll put links to all your websites and your accounts where people can see your work and get in touch if they'd like to book some art with you. Well, I mean, it's, I have a, the website is quite self-explanatory and you can order through the website. There are also paintings on the website for sale that have been channeled through um, through love or through an emotion or a feeling or yeah so and that's all all quite quite self-explanatory really the one thing I would would say to anybody out there who is being challenged in their life and that is you know there is there is always a way there is really always a way and I'm not cured 100% from the pain that I have. I never will be, presumably, but I don't think about it anymore. It, it is an, a, an active part of my day. And I think that comes from being empowered. And that comes from understanding exactly who you are and where the pain came from and, and, and what it is that, that is an underlying kind of vibration that is held within your body that needs to be let go of. And in my view, a lot of, a lot of illness and a lot of mental illness and, and autoimmune diseases, they have that kind of, they have, will have some sort of a root cause. I dearly, dearly, dearly wish with all my heart that the alternative world and the, and the medicinal world would, would come a bit closer because the other thing I've found in my journey is that the alternative world has got just as many egos in it and is just as close-minded as the medicinal world, which I find equally frustrating. The, the biggest shift that I had was really beginning to work on my intuition, my own intuition, because then I always, always know what is right for me. And then that way I can make decisions that are always rightful for me. Mm. And it is difficult out there to get help. It is difficult out there to get the right help for you because what is right for you is not necessarily right for your neighbor. Bringing it in towards yourself and, and giving your, you know, making the responsibility for your own betterment, your own responsibility, instead of handing too much power over to other people is a very, very good starting point. And that would be my advice to anybody out there. Mm. So just on that, this piece of intuition, and obviously when you are dealing with intuition, it must come from within. So the practices that I do to strengthen my intuition will be personal to me. But is there anything that you do that's a simple practice that strengthens or refines that sense of connection to yourself, your intuition that you do? weekly or daily or whatever it is? Well, I, I try daily to meditate. I don't meditate for very long. I, I don't have the ability to, 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 my mind also works over time. I have found that doing something through your body mm. is 
uh, whether it's for you, it's yoga. For me, I have actually rekindled my love of good old fashioned aerobics. I used to be an aerobics <laughs> love it. instructor when I was younger. And I thought to myself, you know, after doing all this body self development, and I, I needed something that gives me flow and, you know, and, and, uh, and movement and, and openness. Mm. Um, so for me, that is, is very, very important. Mm. because it keeps me connected to my body and so interesting because sometimes like for me at least as well it's like sometimes the modality that you are trained in can be the thing that no longer gives you that body connection because it's the thing that you are cognitive in as opposed to being in your body exactly yeah it becomes a job, right? It, mm. you, you mentalize it. So therefore, I, that's why I don't, don't practice the, the training for myself anymore. Also mm. because, you know, it, it, my, my whole life before when was sort of in, in survival mode. And survival mode is a very, very masculine energy. And actually, your connection from your crown and upward is also a masculine energy, whereas your grounding is feminine. So the, the better and better I got, the more, I know it's, it sounds weird, but the more womanly I got, you know, the more I could empathize, the more compassion I felt, the more I for real now feel love when I feel love, um, which were things that I, I never really experienced in this way before. And doing sort of any form of very vigorous masculine training blocks my energy. So I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that is something that that I think is worth taking into consideration because if if you're not careful, you can actually do more damage spiritually and psychologically to yourself by training in the wrong way, in my in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I can see I can see how that is a thing, really. So, yeah, thank you for sharing. Um, well, Anna, thank you so much for coming on the show with us. It has been wonderful to chat with you. And I will put links to the sh- in the show notes of everywhere that people can connect with you and where they can find you and um, keep in touch with you. So thank you so much. Thank you very much, Shay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Kombucha and Color. If you have enjoyed or been inspired by our conversations today, please leave a five-star review on Stitcher or iTunes. Don't forget to share with friends and family. This will help other women find inspiration to live life bright. We'd love to connect with you on social media. Come find me, Shay, by searching Shay Daya Yoga on Facebook or Instagram. You can find me, Anna, by searching Anna Marsh on Facebook or Instagram. And remember, you can always refer to the links in the show notes. See you next week.